Kings chapter 19. You glad to be here today? It's good to be in the Lord's house. May I tell you that we ought to be a grateful people. God has been good to us. And I don't know about y'all, but I have missed y'all the last week. We have canceled several services, and that doesn't happen very often here. But uh, I tell you, God had his hand upon us, and uh, God sheltered us in the storm. And I praise the Lord for that. Thank you, church, for your help this past week. We have done a lot of work in our community. And I want you to know that Jesus has received the honor and glory for that. But how comforting it is to know that we still have this place to come and worship Him. We don't need this place to worship Him, but I'm glad we've got it. And I'm glad we have one another. Thank you for being faithful to the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 19, the Lord changed my heart this morning. And uh, I'm not preaching what's in the bulletin, so just bear with me today. 1 Kings chapter 19, and I want you to look in verse 4. 
But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Go down to verse 8. He arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Oreb, the mount of God. And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel hath forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth, stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, Finding God, finding God. We find a man in Scripture in Elijah who was at a time in his life that he needed to find the Lord. This man was discouraged. This man was tired. As we know that Elijah stood against the prophets of Baal, a great victory was won there. As word came that, uh, excuse me, Jezebel had heard about all this that was going on, that she sent word that she was after Elijah. And of course, Elijah had fought this great battle. I believe Elijah was probably tired uh, in the work of the Lord, and I believe that's what led uh, him to this point of discouragement and despair. And so when he heard this word, it's amazing to me how he stood against all of these prophets, but when one woman come running after him, he, he got discouraged. Isn't that amazing, men? Isn't that amazing that this woman... This queen began to seek after his life, and he got discouraged. And so the Bible said he went to a juniper tree in discouragement. And there he cried that God would take his life from him. There he cried in despair to the Lord. How many times that we've all been there before. We've all had our moments that we've gone to the juniper tree, whether we're tired whether we're discouraged, whether we're going through depression, no matter what's going on, I believe every person in this room is guilty of going through the very thing that Elijah was going through. What is it going to take to get Elijah out of this despair? He needed to find the Lord. I believe today that the answer to our problems is finding the Lord. I believe lost persons the answer to your problem, the solution to all things is finding God. If you're lost this morning, you need to be saved. But child of God, how often in our daily life that we're walking with the Lord and serving with the Lord, 
that we go through trials and tribulation and sometimes we get thrown out of balance and it's just things are not right in our spiritual life. What do we need to do? We need to find God. We need to find the Lord. This week I've been in despair over a good friend of mine that has been lost for an entire week. I went all week working daily, going and doing things, helping in the community, and at night not sleeping at all, worried to death about a good friend of mine. And then Friday morning it finally caught up with me. And I told Brother Paul, I said, it's just something's wrong. I can't get right. I don't know what's going on. And he said, well, you need to go talk to the Lord. I said, well, thank you. You know, I knew that. I came in here and I fell down at the altar. And I just cried and I prayed and the Lord just entered my life. He entered my situation. Is it that easy, folks, that in the midst of all of our troubles and our trials, that all we need to do is find God? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. We need God in the middle of everything that we're going through. We need Him in the middle of our decision making. We need Him in the middle of our despair. We need Him in the middle of our discouragement. Folks, we need God slap dab in the middle, in the center of our life. Of everything we do, we need Him. We need Him. You say, preacher, we got Him. Folks, number one, I want you to notice, finding God can be difficult. And when I read that statement, you probably think, boy, what a heretic. But the reality of it is, finding God can be difficult. And the reason is, is because the devil is good at what he does. And I believe sometimes when we feel like we've got God, we don't really have God. I believe sometimes when we think God is in the midst of us that He's really not in the midst of us. And you say, preacher, how in the world could that happen? Because God is so big and God is so great. If He's here, we would know it. But if you remember sitting at the table, Jesus had the disciples and there was the one that betrayed the Lord. And there he said, there's somebody sitting at this table that has betrayed me. And all the disciples said, is it me? Is it me? Judas was so good at what he was doing, nobody knew that it was Judas. That they even began to blame themselves. He was right there in front of them and he, they never saw it. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I know when God is here. I can feel when God is here. I know and I know and I know. But let me tell you something, folks. The devil is good at what he does. And when we think that we're doing right, and when we think we're in his presence, could the devil be deceiving us? When we think it's God talking to us, but yet it is the devil. When we think that God is leading us in a certain direction, but yet it is the devil. I need God. And there's Elijah crying out, I need the Lord. The angel came and gave him bread to eat. And it filled him up for 40 days and 40 nights. And he sent him to Mount Oreb where he is about to meet the Lord. Now note, I want you to notice what he said in verse 11. It says in verse 11, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Aren't you glad the Lord can pass us by? Aren't you glad in the midst of all things that we go through that God can still pass our way? 
that God can come and visit us. Notice what he said. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains, breaking pieces and the rocks before the Lord. Man, I tell you, could you just imagine if that was us? And there we are in the crisis of our life, and we're needing to find God, and all of a sudden the wind blows. And the wind is doing this great thing to the point and place that it's breaking down the mountains, and it's breaking down the rocks. And in our minds, Brother Jim, only God could do that. Only God could be doing this because He's the creator of the universe. Surely this is God. I don't know about you, Brother Carl, but I would have ran from that place shouting about how God showed up and He made this marvelous wind take place in my life that rocks were breaking. Isn't that how we want to see God in these mighty moves and in these mighty things? But the Bible said that God was not in the wind. This wind was not God. You say, preacher, it had to be God, but it was not. And then all of a sudden, the earthquake. Here's this man of God needing to see God. And God said, come on, get on this mountain. And the Lord passed him by. All of a sudden, a wind took place, and then the earth began to quake. Oh, if I was there in Elijah's shoes, I would have left that place and said, God showed up. Man, the wind blew and the earthquake. God got down in my life and He made an impact. Isn't that how we want to feel God? That He's just shaking things. Let me tell you something. God's not the only one that can shake things. The devil can shake things too. And all of a sudden, there he is. And the Bible said in this earthquake that God was not in this earthquake. Huh. And then all of a sudden, fire began to take place. Well, surely that's got to be God. Surely God is in this fire. And then I, I can only imagine him leaving and telling folks, my goodness, I saw the wind, I saw the earthquake, I saw the fire. And all of these great things. This has got to be God. Listen, look at me. God was not in the wind. God was not in the earthquake. God was not in the fire. What are these things? These are things we see. These are things that we feel. We want to see God and we want to feel God. And if it looks godly and if it looks biblical and if it feels like Him, then it's got to be Him. That's a lie. That is a lie from the devil. Let me tell you something, folks. God was moving and God was working, but all of these big things happening, this was not God. How many of y'all said, I'm ready for God to give me a sign? Don't pray for that, please. Because He'll give you a sign. But we want these big, mighty moves of God so that we know He's in the house. Man, if we could just have ten salvations, we'd know that God's here. Boy, wouldn't that be nice. Man, if ten people would come home and join the church, boy, we'd know that God's here. Folks, we could go two years without any additions, without any salvations, without any of the big stuff, but God is still here. You don't have to have the big stuff to have Him. Folks, let me tell you something. I know we want the big services. We want the big church. We want the mighty move of God for the wind to blow, the earth to quake, and the fire to come down from heaven. And Miss V, I pray for it all the time. I like it. I love it. 
But folks, that was not God. Hmm. But God, I need you. Surely you're going to shake me up. Folks, he was already shaken up. Why would God shake up somebody who was already shaken up? He didn't need a shaking up. He needed a calming. Whew. Isn't that beautiful? This man was shook up to the point in place he was ready to take his life and to end it. And all of a sudden God is sending the rain. He's sending the earthquake and all of these things. But notice what he said. In verse 12. And after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice. Oh, if we could have the fire. Oh, if we could have the earthquake. Oh, if we could have the wind. Folks, I love all of those things. So does the Lord. It's all honest. It's all good. Let me tell you something, folks. We don't need the big thing to know that God is here. Because the Bible said, a still, small voice. A voice that was more impactful in the heart of Elijah than the fire was. A voice that had more consequence and impact upon the heart of Elijah than an earthquake. Let me tell you something. The earthquake, the rocks rent, rocks were broken up, but God's speaking was bigger than all of that. Hmm. Than all of those mighty things that we see. But it was not that that he saw, and it was not that that he felt. It was that that he heard. It was that that he heard. Whew. Wind going, earthquaking, fire coming down from heaven. But it was Elijah. Whew. That had a bigger impact on Elijah than all those other things. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let me tell you something, folks. When God shows up, it's not about what we can see. It's not about what we can feel. But it's about what we hear. And the Lord said, Elijah, and He said, here am I, Lord. And the voice of God changed everything. Y'all with me this morning? Listen to me. Listen to me. Hearing is what changed this man's life. Hearing is how he found God. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Well, preacher, I hear all the time. Hearing what? The words of the Lord. The Word of God. The Word of God has more power. Y'all look at me this morning. The Word of God has more power than anything that you'll ever go through. The Word of God can get down in your life and affect you. Let me tell you something, folks. We don't need a jumping out to, to let us know that God's here. We don't have to speak in tongues. We don't have to do all that. We need the Word of God. And if we're going to get in here and have church and have souls saved, I don't need to do a, a somersault down the aisle. Boy, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? We don't need that to have church, but we got to have the Word of God. Because when the Word of God is spoken, God shows up. A voice. What do we need, folks? We need the voice of the Lord. 
But notice what he said about this voice, a still voice. What were the rocks doing? They were moving. What was the earth doing? Moving. What was the fire doing? It was moving. What's going on in our life, Brother Bobby? We're shaking up. We don't need to be shaken up anymore. We need a calming in our life. A voice that can reach down in the midst of our adversity and speak to us to calm us. Listen, folks, I don't need him to calm the waves. I need him to calm my heart. I don't need him to calm the storm. I need him to calm my thoughts. Amen? That's where we need the calming of the Lord. And here was this man in the midst of this adversity. The voice of God spoke. And it was calming. Peace be still. Whew. Isn't it amazing when we go through the toughest of times when God gets down in the midst of our situation and God speaks to us. He speaks to us through His Word. He speaks to us through song. He speaks to us through all these different things. But we know it's Him when He speaks to us. Amen? You know why? Because it's calming. It brings peace. It brings harmony. It brings joy to our heart. But not only was it calming, but it was small. It was little. The voice of God was small. Is that an oxymoron or what? The voice of God small. I began to think about that word. I even looked it up in the Hebrew. You know what that meant? Small. I said, gee, thanks. The voice of God, small. You know what I take that as? Personal. God is this big God that can speak for the whole world to hear. But folks, we are His children. And when He speaks to us, He doesn't have to send the earthquake and send the fire and send all these different things. All He has to do is come to us personally and speak to us on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's not this big production, but it's this small encounter that we have with an almighty God. And may I tell you, he, He's not small. His will is not small. His power is not small. But folks, we are small. We couldn't handle the true power of God. We couldn't handle Him rumbling in the earthquake. We can barely handle Him telling us what to do. Oh, man. 35 years old. Went through the worst storm I've ever been through last week. How many of y'all, that was the worst storm you've ever been through? Some of these older ones have been through worse, I believe, probably. We come over here to the nursery Scared to death. Kaylin didn't get sick for the first time. She gets sick for every storm. She was good. Man, we got in that nursery. I was praying. I could feel the church shake. I could feel all of that. I thought, my Lord, what is going on? We just began to talk as a family, and we prayed and went through all these things. And oh, the peace. Oh, the peace. And Brother Jared, what's so important about that is this. There were 
thousands going through the store. There were millions in need at that time. There were billions on this earth that God's got to see after. But yet, He came to me. And He got in my little old situation. And He spoke peace. It wasn't anything huge. It wasn't this big sight. It wasn't this big feeling. But it was something I heard that cat down in my heart and calmed me. Folks, if you're lost, you need the Lord. You don't have to jump through a somersault to be saved. You don't have to go through the waters to be saved. You must humble yourself. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And He will save you. We don't have to have a bunch of tears and a bunch of crying for you to get saved. It takes for you to humble yourself and invite Jesus to come in and to save you and you'll find God today. Child of God, maybe you're here and no matter what you're going through, God knows what you're going through. Maybe you need Him today. Maybe you've been searching for Him today. Would you fall on your face at these altars? Hey, God knows what's going on. God cares about what's going on. And listen, God sees it all. He sees everything we go through. He sees our hearts. He sees our thoughts. He knows it all. There Elijah was under that juniper tree. Lord, take me. The angel came and said, get up. Arise and eat. Because you fix and go meet with the Lord. And there he went, broken down, wearied, tired, fainting. There he got on that mountain. The wind blew, the earthquake, the fire did blow. Whew. But all of those mighty things did not help him. But it was the voice of an almighty God. It changed him. Brother Allen, I've had a lot of things change me. But nothing's ever changed me like the voice of God. Amen. Would you let him speak to you this morning? Would you be saved this morning? Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. If you need to join the church, come.